Hi, welcome to the podcast, Next Chapter, Empty Nest. I'm your host, Brenda Lenweaver. This podcast is going to be about preparing for an empty nest, making it a fun, fulfilling, and exciting time. Let's discover who we are now and what we want to do with this new chapter of our lives. Let's create a community to support each other in this adventure. We are just getting started. Today's podcast is with Beth Gasho. She is a daughter without a mom who is going to share her story with us and how she is using this significant part of her life to make a difference in the lives of others who have suffered loss. Beth is also going to talk about how the empty nest can be affected by our losses, whether recent or not, and how we can use this time to heal. Hi, Beth. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So nice to have you here. Uh, So many women re-experience the loss of their mom when they become empty nesters. And I think that is for anyone who has lost their mom when they were young or even while they had kids. Um, They feel as though they're no longer needed as a mom and then the grief resurfaces. And that's why I wanted to have you on here because of your story. And I'd love you to share it with us. Sure. So you want me to start with the story part then? Sure. Okay. Is that okay? okay. Yep. That's great. That's okay. great. Yep. So um, I am a daughter without a mom. Um, I lost my mom when I was uh, 13 to pancreatic cancer. Um, and I, I have one sibling, my sister, and my parents were already divorced at that time. So then my sister and I went to live with my dad. Um, and it's hard to navigate, you know, a young being 13 years old without your mom. And, uh, so my sister and I were very, very close because of that. You know, you kind of develop a bond of camaraderie when you're the only two that have gone through a situation like that. Um, and then my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010 and starts started an almost 10 year journey. Uh, with that, she had the BRCA2 gene, which is the hereditary gene. Our mom died of pancreatic cancer. And in 1983, they didn't search for that primary source, you know, like they, mm-hmm. like they do now. Yeah. So um, my dad was tested and he didn't have the gene. So it had to come from mom. Um, so she had the BRCA2 gene. Also, I got tested and did not have it. And that's also a weird kind of feeling to be in. And so I decided to try to be the best support person that I could be. At that time, my sister lived in Miami and I went down for a lot of her treatments and her surgeries and things like that. Um, And then in 2018, our father died kind of unexpectedly. He wasn't doing great, but it wasn't, it it happened very unexpectedly. Um, They had been out the night before and um, he had heart, a heart condition from when he was younger and they believed that that's what it was. So in 2018, it was just my sister and I, and at that time I was 48 and, you know, think of the word orphan is kind of weird. Um, It's not as, when you're 48, it's a little, it's a little different. It's not quite as, quite as um, hitting you as, as when you're younger, I think. But so then my sister's uh, battle with cancer took a turn in the fall of 2019, the cancer it had metastasized throughout her body um, through the years. But uh, in the fall of 2019, it went to her brain. So she had two brain surgeries in the fall of 2019 and it was in her lungs. And it, she got to the point where they said that there was nothing else that she could, they could do for her. 
So she came home on hospice in December of 2019 and we had an awesome Christmas together. We were all here. And then um, she passed on January 20th of 2020. And so then I had a major birthday. I turned the big 5-0, basically the weekend that the country shut down, March 16th. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, just like two months after losing my sister. And then uh, the pandemic, which, you know, everybody, everybody knows what we all experienced through the pandemic, but it did give me time and space to process my own grief and to think about the grief journey and kind of like what a, what a horrible job we do as a culture. We're a very death denying society for, it really is the one thing yeah. that we will all experience. We are all going to experience death and loss, but we do such, it's, it's tough. It's tough, it's tough all the way around, but we do a really not a great job of, you know, providing support and space for people to grieve. So and that was one of the yeah. blessings of the pandemic for me is that I had time and space to think and grieve. And so I really went all the way back to losing my mom at 13 and realized how much of that I never really processed or grieved because kind of how do you at 13? Right. So um, anyways, so for the rest of 2020, I was, you know, thinking about Heck, I mean, I don't know, you can call it midlife crisis, you can call it pandemic, you know, reaction. I don't know what it was, but I started thinking about, you know, what am I doing and what's my calling? And you and I both, you know, participated in a program that kind of helped us with that. And that's how you and I met. Yes. God, so happy to have met you. And um, so in the fall, I started on Instagram and Facebook groups called Daughters Without Moms. And just kind of, you know, started showing up there and having conversations with people. And then in December, I left my part-time job of 12 years. And in wow. January, yep. In January, I started releasing the Daughters Without Moms podcast. And I've written an eight-week program called Permission. Because kind of, you know, when you don't have your mom anymore, that's what you're looking for. You're just looking for that permission for somebody to tell you. Either it's going to be okay, or yes, you should do that, or no, you shouldn't. Um, so I wrote the first program. The first time I offered it was an eight-week program. I've now um, arranged it a little differently, and it's going to be two different segments, a six-week portion for part one and a six-week portion for part two, and just uh -huh. continuing to try to you know, figure out this, this journey of a, a daughter without a mom, a daughter without a dad, and a sister without a sister. I'm the only living person left in my immediate family. And that's a really strange place to be in. But there also is a tiny little bit of this weird freedom that comes mm -hmm. with it. Um, that, you know, I, I've never been one that's been shy to share my story. But I don't, you know, I don't have to worry about hurting anybody else. And not that I would ever, you know, do anything derogatory towards anyone in my family. Right because I love them, but you know, our stories are our stories and everybody has, you know, we all have, have think parts about our journey that, um, you know, that might be taken out of context or something like that, but right, so right. Some, yeah, this weird sense of freedom that has come with it. And so, yeah, I just am, you know, I, one of the things we learned in that program is to be a C student and to just show up messy. And that's probably been the biggest thing that I've learned because I'm such a, you know, like, perfectionist and feel like I have to have everything figured out before I can do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just, you know, 
showing up and trying to be there for people. And so the podcast has been great. It's been a really great way to meet people and have people share their stories. And I've um, released 17 episodes. So it's, it's oh, wow, released. I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> I've released one, one a week since the first week of January. And, you know, a couple of people have said to me, wow, I've never really shared my story like that from beginning to end because either after mom died, we weren't allowed to talk about it or, you know, just right, circumstances. Right. Yeah. That have happened. So um, that's, that's felt, I mean, I, on my end, I feel like it's a privilege to be able to hear their stories. So um, I'm yeah. glad that it's also beneficial for, for them. So, so that's been, that's been really, really good. I, so, I love your podcast, actually. Yeah. Um, I've you. listened to, I think, three full episodes. Um, I find it a little harder to listen to um, just because, not in a bad way, but, um, you know, at work, I'll listen to podcasts and it's kind of, sometimes it's just background noise in the, you know, while I'm uh, working and stuff, but yours, I just want to hear it and pay attention the whole time. So it's, you know, I can't just listen at work and, and sometimes they make me cry. So, mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, stop. I can't listen. Somebody's going to walk in this area that I'm in <laughs> but they're just so touching but I love listening to them so that's the hard part is that I need to find time like uh, on the way to and from work when I'm by myself it's a good time to listen to them and um and I have my mom but I still get a lot out of it like it's just interesting to hear people's stories and um I love how you give them their space and it's like here's here's this podcast, you're on this episode and say what you want and tell your story. I'm not going to interrupt and you can tell it like it is and how you feel about it. And yeah. Yep. And that's really great. how it is. Like I don't, I, I literally mute myself and let them, like I do it like you and I are doing on zoom so we can see each other and there's, you know, there's interaction, but I really don't say a whole lot because it's their story and it's their, you know, I don't want to interrupt the flow or anything like that. And I just had, a, um, a man reach out to me, his sister shared on the podcast and he would like to share his story. And so I just yeah. want anybody who's listening that's in your audience to know that just because it's called Daughters Without Moms, I, I wholeheartedly believe that every story is important. So I would not, I would not say no to a son without a mom or a daughter without a dad or, you know, any of those different scenarios that, that there are, if anybody would want to share their story. So I'm also going to start doing some things on like hope and resilience and, you know, the other sides of, of the grief journey. So, um, nice. yeah. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I love it. And it, But it's just one of those I need to be fully focused on it. <laughs> I can't just be working <laughs> or whatever. I need to focus because it's the stories are so good. And um, like a couple of them were young when they lost their moms also. Um, and um, yeah, it's just interesting to hear their their side of things and how, how they've, um, and the girls, the younger girls were, um, are women now and um they've are just so well spoken and they're they seem so uh healthy about it you know their loss and it just I was like, I'm just like oh their parents did it right you know and they handled it right and they let them still do their activities and you know all that kind of stuff and go to school and and have a normal life as much as possible and you know mm -hmm. it, it's just neat to to see how people 
progress through this and mm -hmm. um, just, yeah, just that they're productive adults and, you know, and just doing so well. And uh, Yvonne Reese, she was on my podcast a yeah. few weeks ago and she was, she is on there and she has an amazing story too. And mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. she said it's her emptiness time and she feels like it's time to face those um, feelings now that she has the time. And, um, so I, I feel like that ties into the empty nest because, um, like I said earlier, it does tend to resurface later. Yes. And yes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to give credit where credit's due because I heard this first, um, talked about on a clubhouse room with Hope Edelman and Hope Edelman is the author of motherless daughters and She's been in this arena for like 25 years wow. and she was talking about, you know, um, the different seasons of your life and how that grief can come back up for you. And she talked about the empty nest. And so um, I'm almost there. I have one child still at home. We're pretty much empty nesters because he's never home. He's a senior in high right. school and he plays lacrosse and he is gone all the time. Um, but I, I can see and understand how that the grief will, could, not for everybody, but for some people, it could resurface when you become an empty nester. Because first of all, your own personal role of being a mom is now changed. You'll be a mom for the rest of your life. And when you no longer have, you know, mouths to feed and laundry to do and things to, you know, take care of when your kids have left your home, there's like an identity crisis, I think, that happens uh, oh, yeah. with that role. It's such a change. Um, and so anytime when you have those kind of experiences that might make you either like consider life like the pandemic we just went through or think about your, you know, so what's my identity now? What's my purpose now? Now that my kids are gone um, thing, all of the, any of those times and heck, even sometimes just a random Tuesday can cause your grief to resurface. Um, but you might've been able to, like for me personally, I, I really um, love being a mom. And so I think for a long, you know, that, that helps fulfill that mom size hole that's in my heart because when you're a mom yourself and you're active in that role, it helps, you know, provide purpose and um, helps you feel, you know, needed and all those sort of things. And when yeah. that's gone, yeah, it can just allow, you know, that hole to, to be like, oh, hello. <laughs> Here I am again, um, and for right. that grief, for that grief to be able to resurface. So, yeah, and so many times um, you don't know that this could happen. You know, like the grief resurfacing, and um, and so much of the empty nest. I feel like um, that's why I wanted to wanted to make this community was to prepare for an empty nest because um, it just happens all of a sudden, and your kids are gone, and now you're like, now what? So. Um, yeah, it's interesting to learn these things now ahead of time so you can prepare and know that this might come up. Yeah, because the emptiness is a loss. You know, I mean, it's a loss of, you know, how your family unit has been, how it will be moving forward. I mean, you know, we're hoping that they're not going to come back. I mean, they could come back for a little bit, but they're not going to be, you know, 30 living in the basement. But, uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's it's a loss of how your family unit has been and will be and, you um, yeah, it can be a real time of self-reflection. Um, and that's why, like I, you know, the, the, the process that I've done with the Daughters Without Moms is that you've got to, you've got to figure out like 
your own values and your own, you know, things that make you tick and that are important to you so that when those times come, like you can still, the only person you can ever truly, you know, count on is yourself. So mm -hmm. you've got to, you know, get yourself ready for preparing for the empty nest and, and don't, don't wait to do it until, you know, June after they graduate from high school, <laughs> right, you know, right. you've got to start right. that years in advance. Um, or else it will just, it will hit you like a ton of bricks and it, and it still does hit you like a ton of bricks. Um, but I, you know, I think the emptiness is a great time. You can, you know, that you finally, you've, we've done our jobs. We've, you know, made them, helped them become productive citizens of the world and yes. sent them out to contribute. And um, I think, you know, I, I hope for a lot of people that are in your community, that it can be a real time of, of celebration after the, there's got to be a time of mourning of that right. transition yeah but absolutely yeah and dealing with like said the past emotions too so um mm -hmm. and that's really made me think um when I was thinking about doing this podcast today um it dawned on me that like oh maybe you know I'm this might happen for my husband his mother passed away when um uh, my oldest was six months old so um wow. uh he did grieve and stuff but then uh we worked opposite shifts so he had to go back into parent mode rapidly with a six-month-old and then another one soon after that and um so yeah that might come up for him too and I I think that's like ah oh, now I'm aware you know if he needs some time or if he needs to talk which he's not going to need to talk I, <laughs> he's going to need some time and alone that you know don't take it personally he's probably not going to maybe not even realize it himself, but I'll probably tell him about this episode or maybe he'll listen because, um, you know, this might be something that comes up for him and I'll give him his space now that I know. So mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to, yeah. that it might be expected. So, right. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, and like Yvonne said, you know, if you've tamped it down for all those years, um, and then, like you said, so if your if your oldest was six months at that time, he definitely had something else to focus on, mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah, if you've tamped a lot of feelings down um, and haven't really allowed yourself to process them and feel them, it certainly can be. It's good for you to recognize and be able to provide that support for him, and you know, gently maybe a few months. Well, you still have another one at home, so you have a ways to go, but. Yeah, even even like you said, talk to him about it now and, and maybe, you know, help him prepare for that, too. Yeah, that absolutely. He's probably not even thinking about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. And so tell us about your event. I am just think this is just so thoughtful and special. Oh, thank you. So this actually is, you know, I, I'm I'm not about shame. I'm not ashamed of stealing ideas from other people, <laughs> but I know that, you know, there are people who do offer, um, I'm offering a Daughters Without Moms Mother's Day event the Tuesday night before Mother's Day. So Mother's Day is the 9th, the 10th. The event is on Tuesday, May 4th at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're calling it the Daughters Without Moms Mother's Day Circle because we want to just try to, you know, think about all the people that are there connected together. And I'm hosting it with three other Daughters Without Moms that I've met through, you know, this community of, of people who are supporting each other. And so we are, it's totally free, but one of the members is uh, 
being nominated for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Woman of the Year. Wow. Um, yeah, she's, she's um, honoring her mom who um, died from leukemia and is doing this campaign in her honor. So we thought, what a great idea. You know, the, the event's definitely free. There is no obligation for people to donate money, but it, if they would choose to, there's this great, you know, win-win situation with being able to support Lauren and her efforts. So, and I'm on Lauren's team and another one of the women on the committee, uh, Rebecca lost her mom to leukemia. So she's on Lauren's team as well. So three oh, out nice. of the four of us are on this team of supporting Lauren and her campaign. Um, so we're doing a cookbook if people We've asked people to submit their favorite recipe, either from their mom or from whoever, you know, provided that role for you. Because sometimes, you know, a mother was not being able to be the mother figure in your life. And so a favorite recipe from either your mom or your grandmother or significant woman in your life. We're creating a Daughters Without Moms Mother's Day playlist. And um, we're asking everybody to share a photo. So we'll do a little uh, slideshow of, of pictures of the daughters and their moms or just the mom, whatever people choose to do. And then the four of us are going to share a little bit about our, def our different journeys because we all four kind of have different roles. Like mine was lost in an early age. One mm -hmm. of them recently lost her mom and she's young and not married or kids. And so we all four and Rebecca um, just shared on my podcast this week, she didn't have a great relationship with her mom. And so that's another aspect. So each of us are gonna share a little bit about what our perspectives are and the work that we're doing personally. And then we're gonna have breakout sessions with people who choose to be in with, the, when you sign mm -hmm. up, you can choose who you wanna break out with. And then we're gonna finish with a meditation. Wow, nice. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That gives them a chance to honor their mom and um, still be able to, if they're a mom, to celebrate Mother's Day. And yeah. Instead yeah. of having it both <laughs> emotions at the same time. So that's that's a nice way to do it. Yeah. And we figured if we did it the Tuesday night before, it would give women a chance to prepare for Mother's Day because it is like I'm a mom myself. So it's a bittersweet day. Like I'm mm -hmm. really thankful for my kids who want to try to, you know, honor me. And at the same time, I'm missing my mom. So we figured if we did it a few days in advance, it would give us some time to, you know, to think about it and prepare for it and just spend some time together with other people who are in the same place. Um, I always say I'm not happy that anybody's part of the club, but if we are part of the club, we might as well do it together. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what's happening May 4th. That's nice. Very yeah. beautiful. At what time? 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be done over Zoom. And so when people, you know, people can sign up, um, you can, well, we'll put you, I'm sure you'll put the sign up link in the notes. Yes. But, if um, you can find me daughters without moms on Instagram or Facebook, and then the link is in, you know, my kind of link tree um, that's in the bio of either okay. of those social media profiles. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's exciting. Looking it is forward exciting. To it. Yeah. And can, did you ever imagine that you would, you know, go so far, like with this grief, like you've turned it into such a positive, you know, I mean, from mm -hmm. where you were probably a year ago. Mm -hmm. it's no, and I don't know where it's going to continue to go. But um, and and I and I'm still trying to figure out what to call myself. Like, 
I'm not necessarily a grief coach. I'm more of like a grief advocate. Like I feel like the most important part is that you have to allow yourself to be able to feel it and acknowledge it and say it and feel it and acknowledge it and say it and rinse and repeat and just keep doing it because it is my big thing is that grief doesn't go away. You know, I know people say that time heals all wounds. Well, it might turn your wound into a scar, but it's not going to go away. So my thing is, is just trying to help people um, be able to acknowledge it and talk about it and share it and then kind of go back to, okay, now who am I now? Because you're totally, after you experience a major loss, you're a different person. Mm -hmm. And if you don't spend the time on figuring that out either, that's when you end up kind of in that like languishing limbo, you know, kind of mode. So, which is easy for me to say, I'm 38 years in with, with my mom. I mean, that's why I started with my daughter without a mom, because they also say you can't teach from a wound. It has to be a scar. And and my mom is a scar for me. My sister and my dad are, are still open wounds. So, um, but yeah, so that's, you know, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't, I, um, I love to learn and I love to um, listen to people's stories and just hear what makes, you know, people tick and what they've learned and, and things that have worked for them. And so, um, like I said, I don't know exactly what I'm, what I'm calling myself yet, except for a daughter without a mom. <laughs> so I think that's very fitting and it's, uh, very descriptive and people know what you have to offer then, you know, they have that in in common with you. So if they are in that same boat too, so that is beautiful. And I love what you're doing and I will definitely post the links and thank you for coming and sharing with us today. Sure. And if anyone listens to this and wants to share their story, um, you know, Brenda, I'm sure can put my email address in the show notes, but it's daughterswithoutmoms at gmail.com. So um, like I said, it can be, you can be a son, you can be a daughter, you can have a story of hope or resilience. You know, if you feel led to share your story, I'd love to hear it. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Brenda. Beth has such a way with holding space for those who need it. She's truly giving others a gift by listening and letting them share their stories and also helping them to heal by being able to share their experiences. I highly recommend her podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about Beth's Daughters Without Moms podcast, her social media pages, and especially her upcoming event, you can find the links in the show notes. I loved having you here today. And if you like the Next Chapter Empty Nest podcast, please subscribe, submit a review, and share with your friends. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Next Chapter Empty Nest. Thank you for joining us, and remember, our time is now.